What is good, Divine Dolls and Divine Sirs? Listen, it is Monday morning, and <clears throat> I am up early. I don't know what it is. I feel rested, about to go to the my one of my favorite places. And it's been a while since we've read from this book, How Rich People Think. Y'all already know my favorite, one of my favorite authors, Stephen Siebold, Steve Siebold, um, with the subtitle, Turn Your Ambition Into Action. And when I opened it this morning, it's like the time that I'm recording this, June 2022, there's so much going on with the economy. I mean, it's been a kind of like this ongoing drag ever since the pandemic. Um, But I want you to listen to a quote and then we're going to get into the title of the chapter and then go ahead and read it. So uh, right before this this chapter, it says, um, too many people are thinking of security instead of opportunity. They seem more afraid of life than of death. And that quote is by James F. Byrnes. Burns. So we're on chapter 24 and it says, uh, the subtitle says, um, or the chapter heading <laughs> says, middle class believes in financial scarcity and world class believes in financial abundance. And for those of you who heard my chit chat yesterday or or I think it's just a collective sentiment. You know, it feels like a lot of things are really scarce right now. Gas is high, you know, food food shortages, you hear about it. Um, increases in rent. Um, inflation, not a lot of... Um, oh, there's a lot going on. And so I love this because if I'm being honest with you, I think I'm still a little bit in the, you know, financial scarcity scarcity but it says here world class believes in financial abundance and i love what he said here um james said in his quote before it's like this is actually a great opportunity for us to um look for the opportunities right because we all if if you're familiar with the stock market everything is cyclical right what goes down must go up (laughs) i know i kind of inversed it a little bit there but um kind of gives us an opportunity to reset for ourselves and to open our eyes to a new way of think of new way of thinking and a new way of living and um I'm going to I wanted to address something but let's get into the reading so it says as children we all heard the saying money doesn't grow on trees and that's my fur baby he's in the background it says this programs this programs people to believe ooh I have so much stuff going on right now. <laughs> this is not good. Does this program, this programs people to believe that making money is hard and that there's a limited amount of it. The rich understand their relationship with money as one of the unlimited abundance based on fair exchange. Figuratively speaking, money does grow on trees and the trees are big. As long as man walks the earth, we he will have problems that need to be solved by creative ideas. And I've always loved that. You hear it in multiple books, Acres of Diamonds, um, The Science of Getting Rich, right? Um, the wealthy understand that problems create opportunities for you to become rich. And you have to have creative ideas and to adapt and not stay fixed in the old way of doing things, right? It says, and the more problems the performer solves, the richer she becomes. 
And I love that he is she becomes, right? So while the average person is operating from the faulty belief that money is scarce and difficult to, to earn, the rich are operating on the belief that money is abundant and that earning it is as easy as solving a problem through persistent creative thought. This is why world-class thinking is the most valuable skill you can acquire. The masses are conditioned from one generation to the next to hoard their money and pray they don't run out of it before they die. And you could have heard that a little bit when I was talking yesterday. It's kind of like we've done all this progress. We've been reading for 23 chapters, you guys, 23 weeks. Um, and, and just a little bit of regression, right? When When the rubber starts to hit the road. But, you know, we talk a lot on the spiritual channel about breaking generational curses, right? And it says conditioned from one generation to the next. And a lot of us are here. Part of our assignment is to break these generational curses. And a lot of it stems back to the way that we think and the things that we believe. Are they believe? Are they limiting? Right? And it says this playing not to lose strategy guarantees a life of fear and scarcity. Oh, that's such a deep phrase right there. Playing not to lose, right? Um, for those of you who used to play sports, I think it will kind of ring home a little bit more. But imagine trying to play basketball with the idea of playing not to lose versus playing to just win, right? To just get some skin in the game. That's a very interesting um, metaphor he used there. It says the Rich see this as preposterous, absolutely, if not plain stupid. But to a fear-based thinker whose top priorities are safety, security, and comfort, it makes perfect sense. This strategy offers little hope of acquiring substantial net worth, and few realize they dug their own financial graves years before when they bought into a series of middle-class beliefs that would limit them forever. And I've been saying this, you know, I know times are rough. Um, some people are feeling the pinch more, some more than others. But <clears throat> um, we're, our life, our lifespan has increased. And so it's always going to be worth it to change the way that you believe and change the way that you think <clears throat> and approach things for the, you know, for the rest of your life. Right. Um and so it's not something for you to stay stuck in it or say, well, that's how it's always been. I can never change. Hey, maybe you can't even teach a, an old dog new tricks. I have had my fur baby for maybe is it like six years now? And I'm still teaching him new tricks, right? And it's so much fun and um, teaching him like different things and, and watching how he reacts to certain code words and stuff like that. So, you know. For the most part, maybe maybe that's a limiting belief in and of itself. And who's to know? Who's to say? Maybe my dog is not that old, my little fur baby. So it says, um, the masses think getting rich is, is primarily external, right? We're talking about external locus of control. A lot of people think that it's, you know, that you just get lucky, that, that you don't have any control of the reins of your financial destiny it says the masses think getting rich is a primary is primarily external while the world class knows it's an inside game few people ever get rich operating out of fear 
and scarcity-based consciousness. Now, that's a whole word. Go ahead. Listen. This, that right there. Few people ever get rich operating out of fear and scarcity-based consciousness. Another thing, too, is you cannot save yourself into wealth or being a millionaire. You've got to generate more income, right? And more streams of income. It says, those who do rarely enjoy it because they are always afraid of losing what they have. Fear-based thinking attaches itself to everything, everything that enters your mind. Have mercy. Man, this is, I definitely needed this this morning. It says, the good news is love and abundance-based thinking does the same thing. Ooh, y'all, we've been talking a little bit about the frequency of love. Frequency of love is 528 hertz. The frequency for you to make uh, money um, is the same frequency as Jupiter, and that's 128 hertz, right? But it says the good news is love and abundance-based thinking does the same thing, right? Thinking on a higher frequency. So the trick, and, and right, isn't there a, a, a phrase that says... Um, there is no fear in love or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I, mm. But it says, um, the good news is, da da da. Um, love and abundance based thinking does the same thing. So the trick is to program yourself to believe in the never ending abundance of money. This is backed up and proven by the philosophy stating. That if money flows to ideas that solve problems and ideas are limitless, money must be limitless, right? Again, I think this has come up before, but um, just another reminder, you know, of all the problems that we have in this economy going on right now, like we said with gas, right? One of the solutions to that is electric vehicles. Um, when you think about I was talking a little bit about how it's interesting to watch which of the crypto giants are still around and which ones are, are you know, have kind of fallen under certain circumstances. And what does it mean for housing? Do we revisit the way that we make housing, make it affordable? Um, what what we see the value behind it, the financing behind it? What does it mean for, I know that with the pandemic, one of the beautiful things that has come out of it is now more people are able to work remotely from home. And that gives them the opportunity to travel to different places and be somewhere for two weeks or a month in a completely geographic location as long as they're reporting in for work, right? Helps to cut down on travel expenses. And I know it has even changed how people look at home offices. I remember back in the days, you know, it used to be kind of on the rear side for you to have a home office. And now it's like, now you're at the point where you have two. You have the front one in the in the main, at the entrance of the house to take in clients and, and, and that type of thing. And then one that's, you know, has all your files and documents and paperwork and and more, you know, where you get the, the work done. But anyways, so hold on one second. Bruno, boo-boo. <laughs> He's going through it right now. So it says, um, we're almost done here. It says, this is backed up and proven by the philosophy stating that if money flows to ideas that solve problems and ideas are limitless, money must be limitless, right? So lots of problems, but lots of opportunities for you to come up with a creative solution that people will be willing to pay for. 
It says, once you understand the impact of this philosophy and integrate it into your consciousness, you're on your way to a life of economic prosperity. Most people only see movies. Now, we're just going to go real quick. And, I, um, you know, those of you who, again, it's it's so ironic when you talk about divine timing, but and how we get messages that we need to kind of get us through some little hiccups that we get in the road. Um Yesterday, I mentioned that um, I heard a one of my favorite content creators, and she's also into crypto. I need to I need to start following her on that platform, but I started following her because of the spiritual advice that she gives, and she was talking about the importance of us being able to use our emotion our our emotions as a tool, um, and out of that tool, especially for divine feminines, we learn to say I need, which creates a space for whatever it is that is at their frequency to provide, right? And so um, you can kind of superimpose it with what's going on here. It's kind of like, let's look at these um, problems in terms of what do people need? What um, what are they looking for? How can we satisfy that need? And if you figure out, you know, the difference between what do people need and how to satisfy that need, that is where your money wealth money lies and it's it's also another way of dealing with emotions right are we going to be fair based about our finances or are we going to be you know open to creative solutions so let's get through this real quick so it says um here's the rich resource this is a book that he recommends at the end of every chapter it says spend well live rich how to get what you want with the money you have by michelle singletary i'm definitely going to look into that one a lot of you guys know I've been obsessed with the cash stuffing envelopes or the sinking fund envelope. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like a vlog series that a lot of women have been doing, showing how they're financing and saving and using money towards their bills. But with it, there's like cute um, um, wallets and, um, you know, all these little cute things that they do to save. But how do you get what you want with the money you have, Right. And it's a beautiful thing to see because I've seen some of them hit their goals and um, setting aside for down payment on a house, for children's tuition, for retirement, for buying a new car, right? Um, buying stuff for their business. How to spend well and live rich. How to get ri- get what you want with the money you have, right? And it says, critical thinking question. Do you believe... You have the potential to earn as much money as you wish? Mm, That's a beautiful question. It says, if not, why not? And if so, do your actions reflect your belief? Action step, it says, how much money is enough for you? Identify your number and create a plan to achieve it. You can always adjust your number and your plan as you evolve. And I love that last word there. Um, You know, allowing ourselves to evolve. Again, just kind of going through some rough spots, a little bit of hiccups, I think, financially, economically, global, globally. But let's try to take the fear out of it. And um, let's try to look at how the, this creates opportunities for us. And even in our own lives, I mean, we can reassess, well, how much do you really need, you know, um, and what do you need to get ahead? And chances are, if you need it, other people do too. And if it's something you're passionate about and that you can provide, now you're creating a stream of income for yourself. Um, 
So yeah, I hope this was a blessing to you. It's so funny, it's early. I don't know if you can hear the birds. But um, I think I'm going to, I almost want to take like a little bit of a mid-morning nap. I already got up and took care of some stuff around the house and it's early and I was like, oh, why not? But I'll probably just have a little bit more quiet time and then um, the place I like to go to doesn't open until 9, I believe. So I still have like another hour or two before I hop on the road. But I hope that this has been a blessing to you. Next Monday, I should be doing these on Monday. We're so close to finishing the book. But um, next week, it's supposed to say middle class people believe they aren't worthy of great wealth. And world class believes they deserve to be rich. Hey, that's another that's another word right there. So, all right. Toodaloo. Thanks for your patience. I know that it, I've been a little bit busy with the summer, um, but always grateful for these quiet times to meditate and for devotion um, and to just ascend my mind, transform my mind. And it's going to be nice because I'm going to be in a place where I have a lot of time to to really think and process, you know, and um, I'm going to definitely be meditating on this and a couple of the other things I've I've heard over the past couple of days that are going to help me get through through some things on my end too all right hope this was a blessing to you until the next podcast peace